0: Welcome everybody to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, Keys to Your Best Life. Today I have an amazing woman. I got a sister in Christ. Oh, I love this lady. And I have not seen her in a while. So it's been such a joy this morning visiting with her and finding out what she has been up to. So I would like to introduce to you author, speaker, amazing uh, conference host of the New Beginnings Conference that takes place in Middle Tennessee annually and uh, established a coach and author with amazing books and one to come. So let me introduce you to
1: Sherry Job. Welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Maggie. So happy to um, be here with you today. Thanks for asking me. I am so glad. I've been
0: wanting to have you on here for a while. Things have been hectic for both of us. It has calendars and so forth. And I stay pretty busy and booked up. But I was like, I couldn't go another day without visiting you, finding out how you're doing, finding out what the Lord's been doing through you during this whole post-COVID thing and what is on the horizon. So for those that do not know her, you've got to get her books. Okay, Her first book uh, is called Secrets Behind the Chair which as you can tell as how put together she is, and I have never seen her. Thank you for holding that up. I have never seen her have a bad hair day, but her second book was about overcoming is what is it overcoming? There it is. Surviving the bad hair days. Now we
1: all have
0: them, Maggie. We do. We do. Some days are worse than
1: others. That is true. That is very true
0: that the names of the books can give you a little bit of insight about what her profession was before God called her into ministry. And I'm so grateful that he did yes. call her into ministry because she's been able to help a lot of people. So tell us what inspired that first book and how that all came about.
1: Well, secrets from behind the chair, uh, was birthed. Um, the Lord knew way ahead, just like he always does that. We all have secrets and, um, We all have stories and uh, he really put that in my spirit at the beginning of when I started sharing my God stories publicly. And um, once, once it's out is no longer a secret. And I, to be honest with you, I fought with him uh, many times about why do I have to share my secrets? And uh, you know, it's like, why can't you pick somebody else? And, uh, he he knew from the very beginning of why he was, he had chose me. Um, sometimes uh, I have people ask me all the time, why do you think he chose you? <laughs> and uh, sometimes I wondered that myself, but uh, to be honest with you, Maggie, I think it was because I said, yes, um, I trusted him to know more about, Uh, what he had in store for me, then uh, I trusted myself by sharing my secrets. And um, I knew those secrets were powerful. And I knew there was many people that needed to hear those secrets. And uh, uh, they're just my life secrets, the path and the journey that all the mistakes that I made. Uh, But it's not about that. It's about how God uh, showed me grace and mercy um, and that he can use you no matter where you have been in your life. Uh, So that's what that book is about. And it has 18 um, people that sat in my uh, hairdressing chair and you know, you share your life with your hairdresser and uh, so (laughs) uh, with their permission, I uh, penned their God stories too. So my story is woven throughout that book and with other stories also in there.
0: I love the format of it. I love the other stories. I love the fact that hairdressers make great therapists. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and and people, you know, they kid around all the time. I grew up, my mother was a, a, a beautician. And so one of my favorite childhood memories was getting in her chair and spinning around and so forth. Uh-huh. But the conversations that took place yes. in her shop, behind the chair. So when I seen the title yes. of that book, before I even knew you personally, yes. I knew, I was like, oh, she's a hairdresser. She's yes. got some good stories. Yes. yes. Everything comes out of the beauty shop. It does. It does. <laughs> So now the second book, uh, which is, I love the title and I love the graphics on the front because it's like, ah, I know how you
1: feel. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's the way I feel most days with my hair sometimes. Uh, (laughs) This book, um, Surviving the Bad Hair Days, is is very, it's, it's sort of similar, but we've all survived something in our life. Yes. And uh, it's how it's how the attitude that we have a lot of times that is the important thing about being able to move forward and how you survive um, life, life situations. And uh, in this book, I I share my survival story of on my 48th Mm -hmm. birthday, I had open heart surgery. Uh I had a main uh blockage and I was in the hair salon, had one in the chair, one under the dryer and one waiting. You know, that's just the way we worked when uh we were hairdressers. And uh that's the only way you can make money as a hairdresser. You have to have somebody waiting. And I mean the day October the eleventh, I mean October the tenth, I started having the pain in my jaw all the signs that a lot of women ignore. But about two o'clock that day, I told the lady in my chair, I have to go to the back room. And I never came back out of that back room, except on a stretcher. And, uh, so being you'll, you'll love this being a good hairdresser that I was Uh, They said, I don't remember this, but I had one under the dryer was getting a permanent. And um, I, all I could say when I went to the back room was call 911 and call my husband. That was all I could get out. My body just shut down. But they said that on the way out on the stretcher, on the gurney, that I actually, I actually raised up and said, would somebody please take care of that lady that's under the dryer? (laughs) And I know she appreciated that because her hair would have fried if I hadn't said that. (laughs) (laughs) So famous last words for a hairdresser.
0: Wow. Wow, I can't imagine um the fear that you were dealing with, but yeah. praise God you weren't there by yourself.
1: That's right. That's right. No. Um, and I right. would
0: that, that lady's hair probably would have looked a little similar to your book
1: cover. It would have been <laughs> like, Ooh. Yeah, she she reminds me of that often that she was so thankful that I did remember her on my way out. So it was, bless her heart bless yeah. her heart
0: well i'm so uh thankful that you wrote that book because a lot of people have to bounce back from the difficult times and that's you know right. we we make statements like that you know having a bad hair day or you know just a menopausal moment or what, whatever it is that we right. say but the the reality is is that we all go through stuff in life
1: we do. And people need to know they're not alone that's right that's right you know maggie i wore a mask for all my life pretty much um a mask that told you that I had it all together, that everything was fine. And, you know, I I, I looked the part. I I did all of those things like many of us do. Uh, But underneath underneath that mask was a broken mess. And uh, um, God knew that. And um, but we uh, many of us go through life not really saying what, Uh, is really going on within your life. Right. And um, so sometimes you have to, before the Lord can really, really heal you and heal your heart, you have to take that mask off and you have to surrender and you have to say, you know, Lord, I can't do this alone. Um, I've made a mess. If you can still use my mess, and that's what I told him in these books. If you can still use my mess, that I made, then I'm in. I trust you. Uh, I've seen what you've done in my life, and um, if if you can use this broken vessel, then here I am. And that's what he did. Whew. He is faithful.
0: He does. He takes yes. our messages and turns them into messages, which allow yes. you to launch a pretty amazing conference yes. that is hosted here annually. And this year, yes. 2020 would have been the 10th year anniversary, right? Yes,
1: yes, it would have. We we have had this uh, event. We started out in January and it, you know, the weather was so unpredictable yeah. in January that we decided to go ahead and move it into February. And, you know, one year, February is a little bit unpredictable in Tennessee. Now we, uh, we had that major ice storm. I'll never forget it. Uh, my speakers, we had to haul in, in big old trucks. People were going and getting them at the airport. It was crazy. Uh, The whole state of Tennessee was shut down, and here I am. I'm just on my knees praying, Lord, what am I going to do? And, you know, one thing I've learned about the Lord, unless he tells you no, then you just keep doing what you know to do. And that's what we did, and 250 women showed up. Uh, I laughed I laughed about that because I'm like they were so desperate to get out of the house they would go anywhere so uh, they did show up but I'll never forget this Maggie I've got to share this with you I I was uh, I always stayed at the embassy suites and they happened to put me on the very top floor and you know me I don't like elevators but I said "I'll, I'll go and stay wherever you put me at and I'll never forget this because ice was everywhere. I'm just in a twit, you know, wondering how this is going to go and what will happen. And, you know, all those things that an event planner just scares you to death. You know, you trust in God on one hand and then going, oh, my gosh, what in the world are we going to do on the other hand? And sometimes you just have to just surrender And that's what I did. And I'll never forget this at two o'clock in the morning. Now, two o'clock in the morning, rain started hitting my window and woke me up. And it was just a reminder to me that the Lord was melting that ice. And, you know, sometimes he he just reminds us that i'm still here i haven't forgotten you in tennessee and i know that the ice is going to melt so just chill out and relax <laughs> and that's what and that's what we did we had 250 women to show up that day i remember that year i
0: remember that ice storm i live in the country and i had trees down on both sides yeah. and no electricity that's and right. nobody and and we actually had another ice storm this year that uh-huh. was the same but this time i had a generator Oh, yeah. (laughs) we get a little
1: smarter in our old age, don't
0: we? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? I thought, well, if I'm going to be out here in the middle of nowhere, I better have some way of getting some power. Right. But that just shows how hungry people can be uh, to be encouraged and to be inspired. And that's why your books, your speaking and all of the things that you do uh, help to people to move forward and get past right. the things that they've gone through. Right. You know, I'm really excited about your new book that's coming out in September. How yeah. much can you share? Share with the audience about that
1: well Maggie uh, the title of this book is living beyond a memory hope and healing through grief mm-hmm. uh, it is a book that I never in a million years uh, anticipated writing um, I, I had planned on living the rest of my life with my sweet husband Jim Uh, But he was hit with ALS and uh, only uh, through God's mercy and grace lived two years after his diagnosis. And, you know, as hard as that was and as hard and wicked as ALS is, it was a blessing to me uh, to for him not to have had to suffer uh, any longer than two years. Right. Um, but you know, they tell you, uh, when you're writing books to write about what you know. And I, I do remember, uh, after Jim passed, uh, you know, going through all of those stages that you go through in grief and you do go through stages. Um, I I thought I really was going crazy for the way that I was feeling or not feeling or just a fog of not knowing what my life was going to look like now. He was gone and he wasn't coming back. And what do I do now? And, you know, how do I stand alone? And, you know, all of those questions that we ask and I, I searched, um, desperately for somebody or something to tell me that it was going to be okay, that I was going to survive, uh, that I could move forward. Now, when you move forward, sometimes it's just a step at a time or it's a day at a time. It's a, there's, there was times that it was a minute at a time. That's right. I could not keep my head up. Uh, I struggled. I struggled because Jim was my biggest supporter. He was a gift from God. We had a fabulous marriage. Um, I had had the worst of men and I had had the best of a man. And God gave me the best when he gave me Jim. And so I had a gauge and I knew I had lost a Jim. A, literally a Jim, G E M. He his name was Jim, and he he was just a great man of character, of faith, and um, uh, I miss him every day. Sure. But through through the healing process that I've gone through, I felt like um, books that I had read. Uh, I found a couple of books that I had read that really. Uh, I just highlighted them and just lived and read them over and over and over again until I believed that my life was going to be able to move forward. And this book is, uh, gives, gives you tools to move forward, the things that I learned, uh, because that's why I named it, Living Beyond the Memory. So many people get stuck, Maggie, because they're now alone. They don't have their partner. They they are now. Um, I am Sherry Job. I'm no longer Jim Job's wife. Um, we just sort of get stuck with knowing who we are, and what does my life look like now?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I hope this book uh, brings comfort. Uh, We're hoping to have our first book signings in September. Um, I'll have those on my website and on my Facebook um, that possibly people can go to and come get a copy or or just get a couple of copies. That's what I did. And I still have some in my office right now of some of the books that uh, was very important to me And I I give them to people that I know that have gone through a loss. And uh, so hopefully I'll be giving them my book now that I can uh, give them some tools uh, that that I've been able to use as I walk forward.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So when you're coaching practice, are you going to be working with people coaching through grief?
1: I'm already doing that. That's uh, great. I've had some people to reach out to me uh, that have lost um, children, have lost spouses, uh, that have said to me, "You know, I'm just stuck." Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Now,
1: I always tell people, "I'm I'm a little bit um, I don't I don't want I don't know how to explain this other than I want people to know that part I can tell you the tools, but you have to apply them. You have a, um, a part in this. Uh, There's not a magic wand. There's not anything you have to move through grief at your own pace. Yes. Um, And you have to do the work. I can't do the work for you. So I, you know, I don't say that I push, but I'm very adamant, um, you know, about people um, doing their own work.
0: You know, that's important in coaching. and A lot of people don't understand that because it is not. People think it's a coach that someone's, you know, and we as coaches, we are there to cheer them on, encourage them to go to the next level. But it is work. And grief right. is work, and it's a process. It's any type of pain that you have, anything you're going through, anything you're trying to accomplish right. is going to require of you. That's right. And people are wasting their time and energy and money right. if they are not willing to do the work. And there's right. a time and a season for everything. Right. Some people are, are, are in that season where they are ready, and some people have to take, like you said, those baby steps, baby kind of steps. like crawl. You know, right. we always crawl before we walk. Right. So and and I get it. Grief is rough. It is yes. so incredibly rough. Um, you know, we recently lost. Uh, well, last year, uh, right before COVID, we lost my sister-in-law suddenly, and um, and then right about the time your husband was passing, my sister Jo, her husband, um, you know, had pancreatic cancer. My sister-in-law. Uh, that that same time had died of uh, brain cancer. I mean, it's just, it, it's yeah. evident. You know, yeah. we know the Bible says that it's appointed for a man once to die, but we yeah. live every day and we're, sometimes we're not emotionally prepared for it. But I watched you walk with such, I, I never will forget the day you walked in and spoke at Christian Women in Media. And I believe that was right after the diagnosis. Yes, I had come, I had came straight from Vanderbilt. Yes. I remember that. And I was like, I, at that point on, I was like, I'm praying for her. Uh, she's going to get through this. And and I knew right then that God was going to take your pain and turn it into something yes. to, to help other people. So right. I'm so grateful that you are processed that, you know, the stages. And grief is tricky. If you're sitting there going, well, I've been stuck in this phase or I've been stuck in that phase. The reality yes. is, is grief can show up at any time. I lost my sister. Oh, um, yeah. both, both my parents had gone on to be with the Lord, but I lost my sister. Um, not My, my sister-in-law this last year, but the year before that, my sister, uh, when I was at my mother-in-law's funeral, I had went out that night. My sister came to the hotel where I was staying. We sat in the jacuzzi. We spent a great deal of time. I left that night not knowing that that was going to be the last time i seen her. And right. She had, had a heart attack and fell and hit her head. And the next, within 10 days, I was actually... Performing her uh, memorial service, and you just don't know. No, so you do we have not. to love hard while we can, but we also have to hold on loosely to where the Lord, when it's people's time to go, that we're able to say okay, and, and trust that we are going to see them again for those right. who are Christ. That's so, right.
1: Wow, that's one of the promises that that keeps me going every day that I will see Him again. Amen. And and I know, I, I know without a shadow of a doubt, he is watching me every day. He sends me little signs all the time that only uh, whether it's a butterfly or a penny or I save all of those things. And in my book, I have a chapter about the pennies from heaven. Oh, and uh, a lot of people uh, I've heard have experienced that, too and sometimes i'll just you know um i don't know how that works and how god allows those special people that are in heaven with him to be a a guardian angel for us but i do believe that that he does and i'm thankful that god is um that loves us enough that loves us enough to um, walk this journey with me there was times that I couldn't even talk, Maggie, I would be a puddle. And, and it's been, it will be four years this October since his death. And it was just like it was yesterday. Sure. And, uh, and, and grief can slap you upside the head, uh, from a song or, a. I uh, I found a card the other day that Jim had Mm -hmm. written me and, um, I mean, you know, it's just that's grief. uh, You're never uh, rid of it. Willie Nelson wrote this song and the name of it is uh, the gist of it is uh, grief is not something you ever get over. It's something that you learn to get through. I believe and I it is an amazing, if you get a chance, look that up. And, and it's by Willie Nelson. You can tell by Willie singing that song that he has experienced grief himself just by listening to him sing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so grief is, 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 is a hard, hard little thing to walk through, but yes. uh, I want people to know that you are not alone and it is not meant to for you to walk alone. That's right. So,
0: Yeah. And that's good to have a support system and grief is tricky. It can hit you at any time. I remember yeah. at, way after my sister, I had processed the pain of her loss and, and I was in the Sam's uh, over here in Murfreesboro and they had out a bunch of rose bushes, you know, for sale. The And I was standing there in Sam's and her name was Laura Rose and we called her Rosie. And Aww. I'm standing in front of these roses and I just started bawling. I I just don't. Bad, you know, and you uh, just don't know when things are going to hit you. No. And so, we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, to come in and hold us up through those things. We have that's to remember right. tomorrow's not promised. We have to treasure our relationships now. Yes. And yes. then, also, in addition to that, you know, what you were saying about uh, him watching over you, I believe in the scriptures it talks about that great cloud of witnesses. And yes. I think that's the people that have gone before us and they are cheering us on. And yes. so, you know, I, I'm. You know, I don't believe in all the heebie-jeebie, like you, you know, the they're they're a ghost or they're here with us right or, right, know, right. The bible's very clear about you know talking to the dead like that you know and seances right. and all that kind of stuff sometimes out of people's pain of grief right. and not knowing how to process it they will seek out things like that and they will get so caught up and it delays their healing yes and it's yes. so unfortunate and opens yeah. up the doors to the demonic so yeah. uh but i'm so grateful that god has brought you through that and you yes. know that you know he is he's still cheering you all He's going
1: to buy those shoes. I know it. Well, you know, that's my, that is my, um, that is my big, uh, most passionate thing right now, Maggie, that I am um, uh, very, very passionate about. And that is to live your best life now. Yes. Because when you lose your soulmate and, you know, I've lost my mom and my dad and other people that I love, but. Uh, when I lost Jim, it it took on a whole new meaning of how precious life is right now that um, you're right Buy those shoes, eat that cake, go on that trip, <laughs> burn those scented candles Buy that, whatever it is that you want, be, you know, I mean, not to get yourself in financial trouble, but to um, to enjoy life to the fullest. Uh, there's so many things that you can go and do that are free, uh, uh, keep your tribe of friends around you that lift you up and encourage you and all of those things. Life is truly a gift and it is precious and you need to, uh, live your best life right now. Yes. Yes.
0: I'm so glad you said that because, you know, I always ask everybody to give a key, Uh, at the end of the broadcast. And that is key to live your best life today. And that may look different for all of you all. But again, tomorrow's not promised. But if you burn those scented candles, this is the holistic Maggie coming out. Get the soy ones. Okay. Don't, don't put toxins in your house. If you need essential oils, I I can hook you up, but (laughs) stay healthy, but do, and do, you know, I, that is so true. So many people will say, Oh, that's the good China.
1: And we only use that. Get your China out and fix your cup of tea. I was at a friend's house yesterday, and she was asking me about some, I love to decorate, and she was wanting some decorating, um, you know, thoughts, and and I told her, I said, she was talking about her mother's china, she had three sets of china, and I said, do you ever use them? And she said, no, I said, you got three sets, use the blasted things, they're special to you, And you know, every time friends or family sits around your table, it is a special time. So celebrate. I'm I'm big on celebrations. So love it. Um, you know, choose to choose to enjoy your life. Move forward. Move forward with your life. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. Actually, our ministry is moving for a ministry which sponsors the Keys to Your Best Life broadcast. So that is just it in a nutshell, y'all. Listen, I don't know if you have read her books before, but if you have not, you need to get them. They are available where fine books are sold, as well as any opportunity you get to hear this woman speak. You want to be there and you want to bring friends. And if you are grieving, and if you are needing someone to walk that out with you, coaches are very important in life. And a lot of times people don't understand the difference between a counselor and a coach, but a coach is there with you to take where you're at now to get to where you're going. Where a counselor goes backwards and deals with the root issues and then gets to the point where they can coach you along. And this woman, I totally endorse everything she does. I know her heart, I know that um, the things that she's walked through and the authenticity that she wants. Thank you. Thank and you. that that is what it is. That is anybody that would yes. get on stage and take their makeup
1: off, my kind of girl. <laughs> I got to go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was that was something that the Lord instilled in me when I started speaking is take your makeup off. And I'm like, you can see people, Maggie, uh, they're going like, I hope this is not a group exercise and we all have to do this. But it's just a visual because I if you know Sherry Job very well, you know that I am real and transparent and um I think we are living in a time now that people don't want any fluff. They just want the real thing. And um, so uh, I encourage people um, to look for our conference in February. Uh, It will be the 10 year and we are really going to blow Jesus out on this one because he has done some amazing things uh, in the 10 years that he's allowed this conference to stand. And uh, so we're going to have a party.
0: Amen. Now, that's the New Beginnings. New Beginnings is in the middle of Tennessee. Uh, Will it be at the Embassy Suites again? No, it will be at Third
1: Baptist Church this year. uh, And that's in Nashville? No, it's in Murfreesboro. Oh, okay. Right here in Murfreesboro. And you can go to sherryjobe.com and we'll have the flyers out. Early bird sales will go on October the 1st. You can save $10 um, from the regular ticket uh, the whole month of October. Uh, We're not changing anything um, that we've done for nine years. Uh, I feel like, you know, the Lord formulated it. I'm not changing it. And we're just going with the way he's done it all these years. And uh, he's blessed it. And when I go places, women tell me all the time, how much fun and how much laughter they had that day. It's a day to refresh and re-energize your soul. And um, so it's going to be a great day.
0: How exciting is that? I can't wait for this year coming. I'm hoping that my calendar allows me to get there. So, uh, I and so there are no ice storms. No ice storms. No ice storms. So listen, y'all, find her on social media, follow her, uh, make sure that you get the information about this amazing conference and what God is doing. And we're going to have Sherry back whenever uh, it's close to the book release time to talk a little bit more about that, because I believe that maybe maybe you're going, okay, I haven't lost anybody. At some point you will, and you need to be prepared. And in addition to that, you need to have those backseat books that whenever you are out to coffee with your friends and they are going through something, you know, I'm, a, I'm big on there. There are so many books that I have just bought, like multiple copies and just give right. away. And this would be one of those type of books you want to have on hand for grief. Uh, you know, I, I carry a book around one on boundaries and one on a fence. And there you go. If I somebody, the Lord is like, "Here's your Bible, and here's your book about getting offended, because you're probably going to get offended pretty quick."
1: And <laughs> well, you know, Maggie, I I talk a lot of times about an emergency kit that, yeah. that we all need to have uh, available to us. Yeah. You don't when you need an emergency kit, it's not when the emergency hits; it's before the emergency hits. You have to be prepared. And what you're saying right there is exactly what I'm saying. Be prepared. Have your ammunition in your little bag to where if you do need uh, to give someone uh, a book on um, grief or loss, you know, there's only two things that's promised in this life, and that is death and taxes. And they are both going to happen to us at some point in time. So just be prepared and to continue to live your best life now.
0: Amen. Well, we'll close it out with that. Y'all you heard it all right here on keys to your best life. I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. God bless you guys. We'll catch you next time and be watching for that book and the conference coming up. So we'll see you all next time right here on keys to your best life. God bless.